Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. Stay tuned for a new episode of the Mangina Dialogues. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again with your host Nick Scopes and the Gregolicious. You know how we do, cause you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a fool swung titty About get jitty Cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty And we make shit sound so damn pretty Yeah Cause this unhinged comedy And right now you're in the mix So get ready Cause we bout to get it poppin' And we ain't stopping. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged This the man down at loss We at it again Yeah we at it again Uneducated, unfiltered. Turn it off, Greg. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, That's man. Not now, the I'm, end point, now I'm mad. Dude. No, it is. Usually That's... you turn it down. I'm pissed. That's it. <laughs> Hello. And welcome to the Mangina Dialogues. I am your new solo host, Nick Scopes. <laughs> and I am your other apparently fired host, GA Single. Turn down the music <laughs> when I Damn. fucking tell you to um oh, our guest our, i'm sorry i guess our guest today is a stand-up comedian and apparently the world's biggest harry potter fan okay that's not Jessica even true. singleton what's oh, up okay. listen you're an adult we saw your cup you have a whole setup in your house it's a Don't backdrop for my podcast it. where we happen to be talking about harry potter and am i a fan of the work Yes, but I don't need a bunch of social justice trolls sending me <laughs> memes about how J.K. Rowling is a monster or what. Like, let me, this is all I have from my childhood. Let me have I, it. I remember hearing, what exactly did J.K. Rowling do or not do? Or Here's the thing. We were already like two books in and apparently she said something that was like, Maybe I haven't found the actual thing she said. Because what I found is that she said the it's important to emphasize that the experience of cis-born women and transgendered women is a different experience. And that though they are both women, the experience is, is different. So when you're saying... And, but apparent, according to Twitter, she said trans women can die in a fire like i don't know there's probably something i'm missing i don't understand it but we have to constantly make a point of like yeah fuck jk rowling or whatever now let's talk about these dragons like we're it's she's saying she's saying women that are born as women have it different than men who transition to women and become yes in what in what like regard really just like i don't know there's this whole thing about turfs which is trans exclusionary radical feminism i don't know if you guys have heard of this never not so right now Uh, i thought this was just a woman that wrote a book about a bunch of wizards it was and then she decided to comment on something and now people are trying to take the wizards away from me personally they can't take the wizards away the place i draw a line on my uh my civil and social justice work is to go like, yeah, cool. I'm not going to not think wizards are cool. Like I'm not going to stop liking wizards because I respect you, respect you. I'll march with you. I'll do, I'll sign your petition. Tell me where the actual action that I can help you is. You're not fucking, I, I want to read about broomsticks flying. Like, 
Yeah, that's like the uh, the guy who started um, CrossFit, Coach Glassman. He's a Jewish fella. When the Black Lives Matter thing started to happen, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we get it. Like, Jews have been through some stuff, too. It was like, people oh, got people got mad. People got mad. And I was like, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, it's happened a lot in a pretty well-documented history of being fucked with badly no nobody wants their thing compared to everybody is like my trauma is the worst because for you it is like of course the trauma that happened to you does feel like the is is worse than what happened to someone that's not you but like it's a lot of misguided anger i think especially people at the time and still now were like pinned up in their houses so they just cancel culture has reached like a pinnacle because people have so much time. Yeah, no, it's crazy. So all that's, their anger yeah, about not having problem. a job and not that's leaving the, the house is now like, let's get this lady. Like, <laughs> <laughs> although I gotta tell you, in the last like I don't know, ten day, eight days, nine days, ten, twelve days, it seems like there's a lot less noise on Twitter for some reason. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know if there's some big thing happened in the there's world, like, but. Some sort of big change. Yeah, in power. yeah, it was about a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. like it's nice to have. To, I think even like political viewpoints notwithstanding, I am glad we have a boring precedent. I'm like, good. I don't want to know what you're thinking. Yeah. At yeah, like, every like, minute. At every minute. Yeah, unless it's yeah. like affecting me and my like well-being and my future, like directly. I told, I, yeah, exactly. I told people like I'm openly not a Trump supporter, but like in the beginning, I was like, this dude's fucking hilarious, and like. <laughs> I think a lot this, of people made. Like it was great, and then it got to a point where it's like not funny anymore. It's not funny. So it's like you, you, gotta, you, bit, you gotta reel man. it in, man. You gotta fucking pull it together. This Everybody is not funny. In the snake at some point. Yeah, it yeah. was like, ah, and it happens. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it happens on both sides too. I think all that like people canceling other people for trying to be understanding and saying the wrong thing is like, okay, maybe go after the person who's actively like against you instead of the person who's like, I get it, this thing, and they're like, let's get him instead of the police. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, I to see how all this shit develops with, you know, I, I the one. Well, not the one, but one of the bazillion bad things that have come out of the last four years, I think, is that it, the social media attacks that seem to be OK are just rampant. You know, I, I think it's what led to a lot of this cancel culture is just that he, you know, he was so grossly like out there on Twitter and every else, every other place and would say ridiculous things that it, it made it OK for anyone to go on anything they want and say and do anything they want with no level of of accuracy or truth to it no it's people are crazy yeah it is it's sick it really is i hope it calms down i i think it will i think it will i hope it does especially for comedians because it's so ridiculous to hold people accountable for something they say on stage is a fucking joke oh absolutely especially like holding someone accountable for like a thought of well what about if somebody thinks like this or like just diving into a topic in terms of just mining your thoughts and people attaching you saying something as like your point of view and that's really who you are and you're like what no yeah it's like you know it's similar like if people held leonardo dicaprio 
to a standard because he was, you know, he played the the guy in Django Unchained, you know, slave owner that killed all these people. And I'm uh, sure there are people you know. somewhere deep on Twitter who have tried to. Oh, I'm, I'm probably for everything, but it's not like there has been a, you know, a movement to extricate him from Hollywood. Of course, but it, it's like people are just so fucking bored. And then this idea of like, I hate being the person who goes like censorship because there's, I think, this cartoon image of like you know a QAnon MAGA person being like don't censor me and they have like a gun in their butt or whatever but <laughs> that's my favorite like, cartoon by the way yeah I'm all, about, <laughs> I'm all about guns and the butts guns and the butts is one of my favorite things of all time I think it's it, it's, um, it's Nick's new country song um Anyway. Hey, fuck you! <laughs> Don't steal my thunder. That's that's my next album. Yeah, let's talk about that. Like, obviously, you're a stand-up. We know that. I am. You have podcasts, but you told us off-air that you have a country song coming out. I do. I wrote a country song. Listen, I'm trash. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to tell you. I've spent years like I'm basically like have been a closeted country fan. Like, no, oh, whatever. Like, it's okay. I'm obsessed with it. I grew up in, well, I was born in Germany, but we moved to Mississippi when I was like three. And then, oh. yeah, it's a whole different thing. It's like just one, going from one racist place to another. But, <laughs> well, at three years old, you probably didn't, you know, you probably didn't have a lot of experience with the, 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 the racism and stuff in Germany. No, especially being blonde and white. In yeah, Germany right. Mississippi, Mississippi like, I bet. What, what racism? I don't see it. <laughs> Um, as I'm just like swinging from a magnolia tree. Uh, and then from Mississippi, my mom, when I was in sixth grade, drove us to Alaska to live. Um, after my dad abandoned me in a waffle house, which sounds like a country song. And I've heard that a million times. Uh, Alaska is a very country place. So I just grew up on it. And for wait, a long I, time, I just always wanted to do it. It's kind of a bucket list. Thing. Wait, we got to go back to the waffle house. So um, yeah, we gotta, we definitely have. I, I saw that bit on your on your website. I didn't realize that that actually is a true true story. So yeah, it's huh. uh dad. Dad got into meth. I don't. I was gonna try to like dance around that, but I don't know. It just. Uh, I was like eight. He went to the car, got in my wallet, and left. And it wasn't the last time I saw him. He like came back in our lives and then left again. My parents had a very tumultuous marriage and split up. But um, I would say that probably factors into my path to becoming a comedian. Yeah. So I I think, you know, the natural question is like, were you guys Waffle House people or were you like international? I've always been more of a pancake person. It's yeah, honestly, it was devastating to be left there. Yeah. I was going to say that. That's the traumatic. (laughs) Really? Denny's only. Yeah, like, or an IHOP would have been different. Yeah, yeah, I would have been like, "Thank you." You, it's it also speaks miles to uh, to how he felt about I think my family and my mother is that he thought it was a better option to abandon me in a Waffle House than to just leave me at home. So, so he, you guys moved here from Germany, and then he developed this drug problem. Yeah, he was in the military and he retired, and then he got kind of he got jobs. I remember being, as a kid, I thought like, oh, my dad's so versatile. He has all these jobs. And it was like, he c- couldn't keep a job is what that was. <laughs> like he, I was like, he was a security guard and then he worked at Walmart. And it's like, this is not, you look back and you go, that's was not versatility. He got a job at a shipyard in Perfect. Mississippi, obviously. And it was like rampant with drug users. And I think it just 
you know, he uh, made some wrong choices and yeah. Yeah. or right choices. I've never done meth. It seems like it's very fun. Yeah. Uh, and people and are willing to just claw their skin off to oh, get yeah. more of it. So yep. it must feel nice. So That's let's get back to the, the, the country song, getting back, you know, yes, Waffle House prior so how how did that come to be what's it about like what do you hope to do with it i originally was gonna release it under like a character or pseudonym and i think that's because i was like embarrassed or (laughs) or just thought i don't want people to it's a song that has like funny elements but i didn't want people to think i was doing musical comedy right like i didn't want people to think like oh she's a musical comedian now yeah she's weird Um, Al. Yeah, I mean, exactly, because it's like got a couple lines that I think are humorous, but it's just a country song that has some some like funny lines. But my boyfriend is a musician and in a, he like is in a relatively successful band. And I did a thing that's probably monstrous now thinking about that as a comedian, like I would never want to date someone who wasn't a comedian. And it's like, well, how, well, help me get five minutes together. <laughs> But that's what I did. I was like, you know, I've always wanted. To yeah, make yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can we do that? I would like to. That would be fun. Just. He's like, and, oh, you want to do what I do? Really? Yeah, it's and I think I just wore him down. <laughs> I just kept being like, wouldn't that be? I mean, what? What could it hurt? You know, like. Then you yeah, bring up the so, Waffle House thing. You're like, my dad left me. Can you just help me write a song? Just yeah. No, it did. It's funny because. Shortly after we started writing the song, my dad died. And then, uh, I, yeah, I, he died last year, not to bring the mood way down even further. Uh, <laughs> and I, I actually flew and like was able to see him and like reconnect with him. It had been a long time. And like, it was as good as anything could have been, Yeah, you know, a, someone's death, a parental yeah. death, but as far as, you know, getting your last moments and everything, but, yeah. um, then he couldn't back out of it, you know? <laughs> um, it's like, well, we have to keep making it. My dad died. Uh, although I did, it's, I mentioned the Waffle House thing in the song. So I was like, what an homage to my dad. Dad yeah, to be like, remember that? <laughs> um, so, I mean, between my boyfriend and he, he asked a friend who is a music producer who he's worked with, who is like very professional, very expensive, you know, like to do him this favor. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I cannot imagine him going like, like what he said to me. Look, man, she said to my dick. I'm like, can you just do me a solid? Like, I'm madly know. in love with her. Please help. Please. I want to keep her around. I just, if we do this, maybe she'll shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking for a girl from Germany who came to the South and loves Harry Potter, and I don't want to let her go. I don't, where am I going to find such a gem? Yeah. A psych ward, probably. <laughs> in Alaska. Um, right. And so, and his friend had worked with country artists. So I, he's like, okay, cool. Let's just meet and we'll have like a session to talk about an idea for a song. And I came with a little nugget of an idea and we wrote a whole like first round of a song. And that was a few months ago. And then we finally, just last night, did the like tweaks and the little lyric changes and re So it's not out yet. It's not. Okay. Um, I was on my Spotify. I was about to look it up. No, but it will be at JMS Comedy. Jessica Michelle Singleton. I have a Spotify. You can... I wonder how that's going to fuck up people's algorithm if I'm in their Spotify for comedy. And then they're like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> Why is this? And they're all going to block me. Everyone's going to be like, fuck you. 
That's funny. So I love, wait, I'm, I'm on your I'm on your Spotify right now, and one of your jokes is sex stuff. <laughs> yeah, and there's more sex stuff. I, I love wait, this. I love it already. I just, it was my first album, and like I know there is this. It's called Please of, like, Don't Leave tendency. Me. <laughs> Dude, you're the best. This is this is so Stop. good. <laughs> um, I just leave because you know people always. There's a lot of people that will go like, oh. All female comics talk about is sex and their pussies. So I was like, yeah, that's what this is. is so sex. you doubled down. And they're like, yeah, got bad oh, news. Maybe okay. if if someone could make me come a little harder, I'd shut the fuck up. But until then, and now I like to think I've loved, but I haven't. <laughs> uh, has Music Boyfriend done that for you or what? What's He's the deal? been a saving grace. And now I'm there not we funny go. anymore. It's, it's ruined me. So, I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> okay. Well, wait a minute. I I need to dig more into this country song. So what when what's it called? Um, I'm on the fence with two names, but I think I'm gonna go with uh now I need a whiskey. Now I need a you know, you can't go wrong with whiskey in a country song name. You can't. Like, that was an anchor of it's called sex stuff. Just keep it consistent. Sex stuff. Sex stuff. Sex stuff three. <laughs> <laughs> good even more movie. more sex stuff and yeah there's sorry go ahead so it, if you're comfortable saying if you don't want you don't have to but what band is your boyfriend in like or what um they're a band uh it's it's alt rock it's a band called the Mowgli's. so they're like uh i wouldn't they're not like obviously a you know that's not one direction or whatever yeah. not that they're alt rock I think, but uh, they're not like A-list rock stars, but they're like a working headlining band on the, on the, they've had like some songs on the radio. He's actually moving into like a new project that sort of sprang up. That's cool. He's working on, but um, you know, they headline, they're on, on par with like, they did that, I guess, as an example to tell you who they are, if you're not familiar with them. Do you know Plain White Tees? Yeah, of course. They did a like triple headlining tour. Oh, that's cool. So like, they're at that level for people who are like, you know, in the alt rock yep. music is, world. Is this thing. them? That is them. He's where is oh God, he? He's the one the on the left, I think. What if I was like, he's just the one in the Hawaiian shirt? Um, I get it. He's hot. He's a hot dude. I can't even tell. Of, uh, wait, wait. Can you show me again? Listeners. What if I pointed out the wrong one? <laughs> yeah, no, that's him. Yeah, okay. he's the one on the left. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I can't even see that. That's Dude, that, they have yeah, one point cool. three month million monthly listeners. That's yeah, they're uh, they're they did doing okay. It's they're you know. And had you two crazy kids meet around the country western bars, slinging back some whiskey. Yeah, that's loitering in in uh Saddle talk. Ranch. You guys hanging around the yeah. Saddle Ranch <laughs> Sunset. Uh, hinge, actually. The wow. Dating app. Ah, wow. Good old yeah. Hinge. No, I uh, I was Great adamantly place. against dating apps and then was nearly bullied by some of my friends so that I would stop dating comedians. They're like, you have to do something else. Yeah. You've got to stop. <laughs> yeah, you went to J. You're like, all right, comedian, I'm going to go to musician. I know. I did. I was like, that was also like a factor in me wanting to like in the interest was like he'll get the lifestyle because that's the thing is like I can't go on the road for weeks at a time I mean I can but finding like an accountant who's gonna be like all right I'll see you in a month yeah right or like someone with a day job being like yeah cool I I could hang out with you once a week because my I work at night so 
Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say to an accountant. That's like the complete opposite of. No, and I also couldn't like barge in at 2 a.m. and be like, what if there was a clown? And he was like, just with some weird idea, like, hear me out. There's a hot air balloon, a buffalo. And they're like, wait, no. <laughs> Musicians will, you know, any, I think artists will at least humor your. Absolutely. Weird yeah. ideas. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's pretty cool that that's funny and hinge yeah up. so we'll it. see if i'm not like ostracized from the entire comedy community after uh, this will be great looking forward to it can't wait to hear it all right so let let's let we can get away from the country song <laughs> no <laughs> well, i start singing um it's funny me and nick had we had on a country western singer uh, who josh abbott do you know josh uh, abbott oh my god no i don't know that yeah. is, but i'm sure that's right. <laughs> He's, he's I'm going to look him up. He's very great. good. He really is very good. He's and I don't like country music. He's an Austin huh? uh, Austin guy. Like he performed, you know, he's from like, he's, oh, you know, major, know. Na- you know, major national country, not major, but big enough country, na- you know, national touring act. And I, Absolutely. and Nick, Nick, literally when I brought it up, he was like, I hate country. He's like, why are we doing this? Like, I don't want to have a country guy on. And I'm like, let's just do it. What the fuck? It's like, you know, we had some music guys on and we did. And now Nick cannot say he hates country music because he likes Josh's band, which means it's opened him up to more country music, which is which I think you is just got to find the right. I think there's a lot of people who never go to country music because they hear the stereotype of country music, which, by the way, has happened anytime I think I'm going to introduce a friend. No, country music's not that bad. And I turn on the radio. It it's sucks. always like grandpa. Yeah. And you're like, why? Why <laughs> now? I know. I'll tell you. My I'm beer and my grandpa. And you're like, I don't. <laughs> It's my one like my one guilty pleasure i will say um before i heard josh's band was uh, rascal flats for some reason I rascal really, flats is great country music i really they i have, just think it's good music like my and again i i've said this on the last the podcast we did with him but my father's a musician my father's a drummer oh, oh so my boyfriend <laughs> there you go but my dad i mean likes no in his words white people music he doesn't like any of that shit it's all like earth wind and fire and like teddy pendergrass and luther vandross but my dad always says that country artists are some of the best musicians and best singers you'll ever hear in your life and he was like like he watches the the country music awards i love it he's like they're so talented he goes they're great he goes i won't listen to it all the time but these are they're great for sure he's like they're great he only watches jimmy allen who's like a black country singer and he's like <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> that pop country music it, well it depends on what you consider it but it's i don't i you know rascal flats is obviously more mainstream country than some of the other stuff but you know there's a good party element to a lot of that country music you know and not in the oh, easy way in That's kind of a fun of you know tailgate like whoop it up kid rock kind of way Absolutely. And even if it is like a little cheesy, if you can get into it for what it is and just go, oh, you know, there's some things that that don't, I don't love either. Like Brad Paisley, we like get it. You're funny. Yes. Like you can stop every song. And I say this as someone who is doing the exact opposite. So I'm a piece of shit, you know, I'm probably being like, and check out my country music. But like everything I hear of his on the radio is like a bit. Like the first song he came out with was I'm going to miss her, which is about his wife asking him to choose between him and constant her and constantly going fishing. 
he's like, ah, I'm going to miss her. And just like, oh, it's still, take that. But <laughs> I don't know. And oh some. My God. All right. Enough country. Enough no more country. country. We're, no Nick's more country. Nick's going to kill himself. He, he might. He might. He might just That's the plan. dive off his second. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the ultimate plan for all of us, isn't it? All right. Yeah. Let, let's let's talk about your comedy, which is why no. you're here. Yay. Uh, so uh, how do you get into comedy? out of Mississippi like um, well I actually started comedy in college in Florida well not a lot of Florida comedy. I think I, I yeah I well I mean barely I did it a few times and was like I'm moving to LA like I for a long time would say I started in LA because yeah. I I really started like going after it and like doing you know like four and five mics a night and like yep. being obsessed with it when I moved out here but I was always like class clown type of vibe in high, not always, but my last couple of years of high school, I was just an, mostly just an open, openly an asshole and people, it's funny. Uh, it so I kind of story of my life. <laughs> I think throughout college, I was like same vibe. And I was like always fucking a maniac person at like parties and social gatherings and whatever but I was like oh I'm gonna be a comedian college is my backup plan it was just like this thing I said all the time and then by my last semester I was like I guess I should like try doing comedy (laughs) like like, I'm gonna be a comedian like that's just gonna fall out of the sky yeah right um I mean did I blindly send a a character reel to SNL yes absolutely (laughs) they never saw it and they're probably like have my name on a list of crazy people, but like, yeah, don't accept mail. For this lady. The, co- the confidence I had back then versus no like now lips. being like, uh, so I just did a couple open mics in Florida, saved up money and was debating between New York and LA and got the opportunity to visit LA. And I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that I grew up in Alaska. And if I never saw snowflake again, I would be fine. So yeah, let's right. do LA. And then the rest is not history. I guess it is, but I came out here and did all the open mics. And I think I'm like maybe three years in, I started getting a bunch of festivals, enough festivals that I didn't have the paid time off for my job anymore. So I left my job and then became one of those weird, like Lyft driving comedians. No way. Really? (laughs) The worst Lyft driver on earth. Uh, (laughs) Did you get bits uh, out of it? No, I, I didn't get any, Really, I think wow. I had one interesting person and then it, they were interesting because they fell asleep and like, I couldn't wake them up because they were so drunk, but like, it was just kind of the, I mean, the thing I guess I could have made a bit out of is the amount of people that go, aren't you afraid to be driving alone with strangers as a woman? Because I'm like, what are you going to murder me? Like, why would you ask, is your thought? Oh, a woman who's alone. I should kill her. <laughs> yeah. But, all the time. That's, that's my thought. It is funny. Cause I, 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 I used to be in LA a lot and every driver, you know, they would obviously talk to you and you're in a car alone with someone for anywhere from five minutes to if you're going to LAX could be three days. So, you know, you're just trying to be nice and, 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 and talk so many of the drivers that I got in cars with, uh, of course, were somehow related to the entertainment business, whether they were, you know, grips or or something and they were just supplementing the non-work with driving yeah right so i imagine as a comedian that i just would have thought that you would have got like buckets of material from assholes who get in your cab to start you know hitting on you and then the drunk 
whatever's like that it just seems like there'd be good material but i yeah, guess yeah i i i'm sure i could have mined some of it material yeah. for material i just never did and it also felt like in the like local scene of watching people i was you know coming up with workout material other yeah. people were doing material and i was like I don't want to be like another person doing, doing that. jokes, yeah. but I thought, you know, if something major had happened that I thought was funny, which maybe isn't the move. There's plenty of comedy to be mined in everyday experiences, sure. but sure. no, I actually got hit on more by Lyft drivers than I did as a Lyft. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's why I keep telling Nick he should get, he should do lifts. He'd have an endless. <laughs> you know what you need to do? Well, you can't now. Here's what I've heard is good uh for meeting chicks uber pool yeah uh, uber, you just like uber strike pool. up a conversation but is that even a thing anymore i don't think it is i think COVID? it's done i don't think the share the share share is a, is a thing i actually pitched a production company uh an, a non-scripted series based on uber pool Ah, uh, that would have been fun and um we actually pursued it a little bit and it was just like obviously you would have needed way too many um clearances and and you know every single person that gets in and it would it was a nightmare so we dropped it but i think it's a great idea if uber pool ever does come back like that would be so funny it would be that version of taxi cab confessions but, yeah, but with like two different. strangers yeah with two strangers like i think it'd I be used, great i used to love taxi cab confessions as a show oh dude it's that was great. the best yeah, you're always waiting for like, are they going to hook up? Is he going to, you know, kill her? Is she going to kill him? Like, what's about to happen? In this what's world? going on? <laughs> like, what's the story? All right. So you're in L.A. You're now like a working comedian. Like where, you got passed first where at the comedy store? Um, yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah. The comedy store um, passed me in 2017. 2016 one of those shit right. i should know that and how often yeah. are you getting up there um i started going there like after being in la for a year i would go and sign up for the open mic the potluck yeah, and um it's so much of it is like luck of the draw even like getting noticed there as far yep. as comedy because like um you, the, the potluck they used to do two days a week then it moved to one day a week there's 15 slots for yep. new people a hundreds of people yeah, like, like sometimes hundreds. over 200 people sign up sometimes. yeah i know i've seen it it's crazy and then whoever's hosting usually they have the power to get a couple people they want like their friends all right over. so then you're looking at 12 spots i'm yeah. not probably not supposed to tell you that i'm supposed to be like it's comedy store doesn't care if you know that no it's not fair to, you, it's not a, you, this isn't a socialist comedy show yeah right uh or whatever I, well there are probably comedians that work there that would probably literally say that but um so i just you know when i finally got up i i remember i did like my best material uh and then the host who was on stage like made a joke about me or whatever and i just made sure to like keep coming back and it was a thing where when the the booker at the time was a guy named Tommy and he helped make the list and he kind of would like keep an eye on people he thought he was thought were funny and so once they noticed you if you were funny you start getting those spots a little more frequently they wouldn't be on every week on the potluck list but like every couple weeks and then all of a sudden it was like anytime I signed up I was on and the further you move down the list 
is like sort of like the better you are so like the yep. later you are in in the 15 nice. i sort of like oh they but it was so mysterious like right. that like even becoming a paid regular when he ran it it was this really weird like what he would go to someone one day and be like you're a past now like so <laughs> big ceremony yeah no it was just like everyone waiting for like i think at any point he could pass me and it you go from signing up for open mic and eventually they move you into what is called development yep. or uh, unpaid regulars is uh-huh. I think what people in development call themselves to, it's like a, as a way to being like, no, like I'm a regular. Like it's, yeah, yeah. I think I did it too. And it's like, yep. yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, fine. <laughs> um, and you call in your avails every week and they have in the, in the belly room, and when they do outside produced shows in the main room, so the mm-hmm. ones not booked by the comedy store, anyone who has a show is required to put on development spots, a certain number. So you would get you know, one of those spots. Yep. And then of course there was the stories of, you know, what, when you do the spot in this room, at this show, that means like, they really like you, you know, what, oh, cause there used to be like a seven o'clock original room show yep. that was an outside produced show on Fridays. And that was sort of the last, like, oh, once you get there, they're really looking at you, you know? I mean, there were, there must have been at least 50 people at the time. I feel like I could get past at any moment who were thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were like, it seems like Tommy really likes me and I get a lot of spots. Uh, and then Tommy got fired uh, <laughs> for like stealing money or something. Like, what are you? Good, good. Stop. But then they brought in Adam who, uh, was a manager at the club already. And he knew me just from being at the club. He had already seen my stuff. So I think I got lucky in that there was this, Adam still like goes and like looks at shows yeah. and, you know, tries to see new people or, or if he gets someone recommended by a paid regular and they're like, you got to check this person out. He will. But Tommy used to like loiter in the room and watch everybody. And like, right. he wanted to be like, have this sense of power and that I'm watching everyone yeah, and Adam yeah. is like yeah I'm working on the lineups I'm doing shit like I'm not gonna stay here and sift through a pile of shit to find a diamond you know like yeah, which is a shitty he's never said that sentence by the way in case anyone wants to run away with that but like he's like I'm not gonna stay in the room for the whole open mic for a bunch of people who no. some of them were randomly drawn I'm not doing it yeah like um but I got lucky in that there was this handful of us that I think for the most part, all of those people have since been passed that he knew that he already thought was funny. Right. We're, we're funny, excuse me. And he started doing showcases instead of it being this magical thing. Right. He would put five comics in the middle of an OR lineup, yep. which was fucking hell. All yep. these like heavy hitters doing 15 minute sets. And then it's like, Bill Burr just went up and now I have to do five minutes. Fun, great, yeah. <laughs> Um, Lucky me. <laughs> what, dude? What is that like? Like, are you just shitting yourself, like backstage, and like? You know what? That? At that point, like, brand new, yes. But now, I have hit a point of because I mean, rarely. I'm usually late enough in the lineup that rarely am I right after like a Rogan or a Bill Burr or. But sometimes someone's not there, and I'm there early. And they go, oh, the, the next people aren't here. Do you want to just go up after so-and-so? 
I've learned to just accept it for what it is. First of all, like go in and try to ride their energy, but yeah. just know you're going to have to like reset the room a little or acknowledge like, yeah, I know that you just saw Joe Rogan and who the fuck am I? Like, what is this? The janitor came to like clean up the stage. Like, but you know, you learn to roll with it. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, like how you go on stage as far as your mindset can affect, affects your set. So if you go up really nervous, it, it fucks with you. And like getting to get over the like, oh, I'm, I'm in a bomb, that mentality of like, because someone's so great, you're definitely gonna suck or yeah. definitely gonna like be fucked up is, I've just tried to like get rid of that and gone like, okay, cool. What an opportunity to grow. And yeah, like, no, that's exactly how you should look. And at just it. try to like, I, I mean, it's absolutely delusional to go, all right, I'm going to fucking do just as good as Bill Burgess did. But like going up with that mindset, like it's a challenge to yourself will make you do better than you would have done right. without, you know, if you were just like, oh no. Yeah. What do you, what do you think like from your perspective is, is more challenging going up after someone of that, you know, like that, the, you know, the hugest of the heaviest hitters or being the first or second person on the lineup when the crowd is sitting there waiting for seven of the heaviest hitters to come up on stage and they're just counting those 15 minutes to go by until, you know, it's Rogan, Hinchcliffe, you know, Dalia, Annie, you know, those, the, those crazy list of people. Marin, it's hard. Like it's hard to say. I think honestly with I, the comedy store is such a unique scenario that like, I think going up a little early is, is a little easier because even though people are waiting on those people, they kind of have this mindset of like, they know that person's not going to come out first. Right. Let's get excited for the show. And whereas when they leave, especially if it's like, you know, it's, it's one thing if someone comes for just like the lineup or the, the chunk of people yep. that's probably going to be the heavy hitters. But if they come for someone specific and you're after that specific someone, like the longer you are after that person, the more people are like, well, I kind of got what I came for. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like you, a guy, you're like expecting a guy to hang out with you after he comes. It's like, no, oh, I came. So I'm going to eat and go. <laughs> like, I don't want to eat with with the mac and cheese. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Gotta... Like, so it's, and, and the longer you're away from them, the more you're like, the, you get in your head about like, is the person in front of me going to walk a bunch of people? And it's never that person's fault. People are tired. They've seen their, it's not so-and-so. Okay. Sometimes right. it is. Sometimes somebody did like eat a fat dick and you're like, you, you ruined the room. Yeah. Right. And I've been that person, <laughs> you know, as much as I'm saying that, like to be, I have gone like, let me get experimental and been like, well, I really want to try that thing that I wasn't sure about. And <laughs> it definitely didn't work. I'm sorry. You're after me. Um, <laughs> But it's like the longer you're away from them, the more you're just kind of like, it's like trying to get the little like crumbs at, when you're at the end of the lineup. Like, oh, I hope enough. I hope that that guy who's really laughing really hard like stays or like, I hope. But it's just, it's just how it goes. Right. So let, let's before, I mean, we talk about so much random stuff, um, obviously awesome comedy stuff, but let's talk about your podcast before we go. Like oh, absolutely. A couple, a couple podcasts that you're rolling with two totally different things. Yes. Um, all over the map, as you can clearly tell. Uh, <laughs> so uh, go ahead. No, no, you go. Go ahead. Oh no, I talk 
so fucking much. I think that's obvious. No, that's the whole point of us. A podcast. I know. Oh, I like, I never understand when I have a guest that goes, sorry if I talk that much. But then when I talk a lot on podcasts, I'm like, I'm prescribed to ADHD medication. And sometimes it makes me talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, I have two podcasts. One's called Two Filthy Nerds. I co-host it with another uh, great comedian, Nicole Amy Schreiber. And we deep dive into nerd, nerd stuff. So we've been in a very long Harry Potter season. <laughs> and we're on book seven finally and currently with our patrons we have of course a patreon because we're all anything to make money in this goddamn uh, climate um subscribe no uh we're we're voting on where we're gonna go next so we've narrowed it down to a couple different series but it's just like us well, wait, diving into it what are you now what what huh? are the what are you, oh what? we are narrowed down to dark tower it's the stephen king dark tower series yeah. but there's yeah. also a show around it mm-hmm. um indiana jones which would not involve me books we would just watch the movies yep. uh marvel again we, we wouldn't do the comic books because it's just that would become the whole podcast so we would just do all the movies probably in chronological order all and, of them uh, that's what are you gonna have at 77 27 holy moly yeah it's i think there's 26 or 27 marvel movies uh oh yeah, so that would be, I mean, but we've done Harry Potter and that's been, we're that coming is. up on a season that's lasted a year. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and yeah. it started because we were originally just like, let's make a shit talk podcast. There's so many with male comics, but there's really not that many like good ones. So what's in the lead? What's, what's in the lead with the vote? Right now, I actually am supposed to tweet something because it's patrons only but we're doing this thing we're like but if you guys send us a dollar you can like muck up the vote by like voting for one of these so i'm gonna post that on the twitter at some point but it's very close between the fourth thing is hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and right now it's and we've had it in brackets so it's actually technically dark tower versus indiana jones marvel versus hitchhiker's guide and it's looking like it's going to be indiana jones and hitchhiker's guide wow um, to vote between um so the whole thing is, is she had never read Harry Potter. So we got to like, we, we started it November, 2019, uh, just shooting the shit, talking about what's going on in the news and like what's going on in our lives. And then quarantine happened. And we were like, this is very quickly going to become a very depressing podcast. Uh, if we don't come up with something. <laughs> yeah. So she had never read Harry Potter. I am a loser and would like play pretend Harry Potter in my front yard alone with no friends as a child. Like I was like, deeply invested wow. so i was like why don't we do read that for the first time and so now it's become this thing where one of us it's it's all stuff that one of us hasn't experienced yep. um or we bring in a guest like sometimes we'll have guest hosts in who are the expert or like we love something they haven't seen it because we've done one-offs of movies and shit um but it's fun it's just kind of like ruining childhood things with our disgusting filthy humor but it's <laughs> great yeah, fun. I, I mean, if you, uh, if Marvel would somehow come out as the dark horse and uh, pull this off, you guys are going to have at least three years worth of material. I mean, there's yeah, that's what so much coming down in the next two years with Marvel. That oh yeah, because they've got the Black Widow. There's I, I mean, there's so many. It's ridiculous how much is coming out between Marvel, you know, cinematic, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe for like full release movies just disney plus stuff i mean it's just it's crazy it's crazy and it's like one of those things where it, like assuming that we just continue doing this podcast 
that's it's inevitable that we're going to do it at some point so that'll come yeah like, well you can't be like we're nerds but nothing from marvel <laughs> you'll be old ladies <laughs> you'll finally get yeah, i know mainstream. that's what's like we'll be like 75 and be like oh look at ant man's butt you know or whatever <laughs> but so good um, and then what's the other part yeah and then my other podcast oh sorry no no i was just gonna say uh, the other one is, go ahead it's just called ignorance is hashtag blessed um I know that's wrong in case anyone is like, that's not the phrase. Um, <laughs> it's a society and culture podcast. Like the whole, the, uh, the tagline is like a podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. But right. basically I have people on and I ask them just all about whatever their thing is, whatever the topic, but like with sort of the caveat of like, I'm not going to be afraid to ask you a really embarrassing question that you would think is like stupid in case somebody else has it. And then like, we don't have to like now, you know, Jimbo, who lives in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, doesn't have to wonder what a, what a transgender is. What's a transgender? You know, like you just go, oh, okay. Well, that, they seem like a nice person. Show her, show her what a transgender yeah, is. Show up, show them, they, her, him, sir. Show them. That's that's the one you did from the window at the comedy store. Yeah, what a mistake, by the way. That like, then they didn't, they didn't say it was a mistake. No one at the comedy store has been like, oh, we really probably shouldn't have streamed that. But in retrospect, it, I had on my friend, Madison Shepard, amazing comedian uh, in that she's from the LA scene coming up here and just was just actually at the beginning of pandemic getting into like smaller road gig headlining, like really getting her bearings. And I had her come on and talk about sobriety. Yeah. Just, I, I thought an amazing interview, but very, pretty serious. It, yep. it took a serious turn or just tone overall. And then I fucking lost, my dad died like literally that week and I lost the audio. So I've lost, this interview is just lost in space anyway. But I feel like they were live streaming it to like comedy store shit. I'm in the window. So people are coming like the comedy store. And I'm like, so what was your rock bottom? You know, like, like Barbara <laughs> Walters and people are like, I mean, I, I assume maybe it pushed some of the drink sales that night when we yeah. had the outdoor patio guests. Yep. They're like, I need more. I don't, I'm not drunk enough for this talk about sobriety, but they have also asked me to send them, they're wanting to like put it out on the Twitch and they're like, no, it's, it's fine. It's good. It's good interviews. And I'm like, I just don't know if I want people coming for comedy store to think it's hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't mind people thinking I'm not funny all the time as a general human, but people are so it's so quick to want to like put things in boxes that if they see comedy and then you're being serious, they're just like, well, she's not funny. Right. All right. Like that's true. Yeah, you... People. Yeah. Yeah. They think it's, so, one thing. Yeah, they don't know. it's a whole thing, but yeah, it's, that's a good one. I like it. And I've gotten to learn a lot just organically through it and got some cool guests. So it's been fucking great. Yeah. No, I watched, I watched some of it and I was, and I, I kind of thought that I'm like, this is interesting. Like, you know, because I, I, when I look, think of the, the comments or live podcast that they've done, you know, obviously Kill Tony and some of the other ones, and Sean Pulaski's a friend, so she's, I watched her uh, like social media social meltdowns. meltdowns and funny shit. Yeah, super funny. And, and then I'm like, you're talking to her about like sobriety. And I was like, oh, this yeah, and it's like people, and like, I love her. I love the conversation. I was like, there are people who probably tuned in and think I'm some sort of fucking Nanette, yeah. weird ass, like, no, <laughs> it's not about comedy isn't about the laughs and it's like no yes it is if people aren't laughing 
it can still be it could be a great performance or it's not comedy like, like i went off the rails on this one it's fine we'll get back to what it's supposed to be yeah so like and i kind of i had put it under the society and culture umbrella under the podcast categories because even though most of most of the episodes end up being at least a little humorous it's like a lot of comedian guests or like i end up you know just riffing and cracking a few jokes i didn't want to i didn't want to ruin the potential for like getting good interesting information by like having my like this own sort of pressure on myself to like oh, i better make it funnier right, 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 right. funny yeah, yeah yeah no it's kind of cool to have something that's sort of outside the box you know yeah uh, i think i like doing that i think it's like a even if it's just for my own like I don't know who I am, like sanity. Well, I'm like, I don't want to just be a clown. You have the other one. You know, two for I'm a person. I'm deep. <laughs> to, 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 I'm multifaceted. I can talk about buttholes and brains. <laughs> and country well, music. Can, if you want, you if you want a serious serious episode on um Nick, what is it that you had the problem with that one time? Erectile dysfunction? No, erectile dysfunction, but the other side. Uh, anal bleeding no not anal bleeding but there that's yes no <laughs> uh, we it was that we were we were on a sex podcast for colon awareness week or rectum awareness week or so what was that for it was this? like anal awareness month is in it was March. like was it in no March? no it was like anal august it was their own thing they made up or some shit oh wow it, it was anal so- awareness august it, no, it was Prostate Awareness Month. It wasn't Anal Awareness. Whichever that it, it is. Prostate, no so basically the same thing. It's prostate. June, which is Pride Month. Yeah, it's the same. And, uh, <laughs> we had this whole discussion about the like where your prostate, <laughs> prostate is. And we had to clear up some inconsistencies with what Nick thought his prostate Greg brings this up like I got it completely wrong. But I was like, like yeah, it's it was in, in your nose. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, that's no. the thing greg greg is saying this like i was like oh your prostate's like in your ear no, right of course not. I, I, hear I, I just thought it was closer to the outer rim of your asshole i didn't know it was as deep as right. it was it that's is. All. i thought it was like it, oh so the the g-spot is not also the prostate so no no so the the prostate the, what we made Maybe it, the male g-spot that's what i'm saying the male g-spot yeah. i thought that was implied but i guess yeah. not. That i didn't think nick thought the prostate was in his ear I, I knew where Nick knew the process. Yeah, Greg tries to make me look bad here, but I was oh, like, oh, like, yeah, it's like right there. But it's like, like, oh, no, it's actually three inches deeper. I was like, oh, sorry. I thought a prostate exam was like like two fingers in, and they go, doot, doot. okay, it looks good. Yeah, I have no idea. No, you got to You know, you must know. You got yeah, Greg, Greg knows. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to make him look bad. That's not why. It's just funny because it led to him being aware of – the whole point of this this thing was to be on Prostate Awareness Month, and he now became aware of more stuff related to his prostate. It was the purpose was served. Is the Listen, point dude, I'm trying to make? You're you're in the age range where you have to get it checked. Okay? I know. Yeah. Have you so, been getting your prostate examined, Greg? By well, me, I can tell you. My Social one, distancing. My one, yeah, you can't. That's we do I, it through Zoom. That's how we <laughs> do it. Oh my oh god, there are doctors who like take appointments through Zoom. Do you think anyone's like doing a like a <laughs> At home prostate exam. No, just get on the chair and just spread your butt cheeks. That's fine. I'll get a look in there. They're like, I've got hemorrhoids. Like, all right, turn around. Uh, fans got started. Yeah. <laughs> it's a true. No, I'll tell you what. I, I did have to one time, like, I don't know, this is like 10 years ago. I had to go. I had to have some exam of that sort without being too graphic. And it was very violent. Like, 
No, it wasn't a colonoscopy. It was like a, a hand. Uh, he was in Greenwich Village in a men's bathroom. Someone put a whole hand in your butt? Not it, yeah, it felt like it. I, I walk into the exam room and, you know, there's like, you you know, like I'm sure when you go to the girl doctor, there's all these tools and op- apparatus. You know where you put your, did you have to put your feet in stirrups? No, no. So there's all these this machinery on a tray. And I'm like, that fucking better not be for me. Like that doesn't look fun. Right. So I get in, the doctor oh. comes in and he had the biggest jar of Vaseline I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's so funny. He's like on a tub. He's like, don't worry. He goes, just lay on your side. This is going to be a little uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay. So he did his thing. It was a little more than a little uncomfortable. And disgusting. Did you come? (laughs) And then then Greg got afraid of that because one of my friends who had something done, he was like, you better hold on to it because there's a chance you're going to blow something. (laughs) And I'm like, what? What is happening? Like, what the fuck? So I was so like mentally in a weird place after that. I immediately went to the shopping mall, which was around. Immediately deleted Grinder on his phone. No, no, no. I went to the shopping mall and I stood outside of Victoria's Secret for like five minutes just to make sure I still had it. Like, I'm like, okay. You're like, um, did I want to fuck the doctor? Like, Why, I, is my dick like, still work? What? Did this change me forever? And then the answer was no. And I got back. You like, got thrown out for sniffing underwear yes. and picking uh, yep, her like, <laughs> sir. Like, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay straight. I, I just had this weird exam. And they're like, get the fuck out of here, man. I'm old school. And they're like, sir? <laughs> <laughs> it's also, I've had to have a doctor put a finger in my butt before it's it doesn't matter why it was a thing and i was like just check that my butt's okay uh i feel like there's no good position that you want there's no good way to be like time for the finger in the butt but i don't know if they made you like lay on your side in the fetal position but i'm like this is sad yeah it was kind of like like, and now you're fingering my butt and i'm like (laughs) yeah i would do a power stand on all fours not even yeah, i would like, just i would just, just like, be power like stance yes <laughs> wide and i'm just gonna bend over the table and i'm gonna make this face the there whole must time be something be like get in there <sighs> do it that it puts stuff in the right position to make it less comfortable or, or the the most comfortable the least comfortable thing could possibly be and i don't know it was uh, <laughs> i'm still traumatized um, so if anyway you... that's why me and you were never getting married whatever dude i'm oh, over sorry. you sorry in, just so that uh, so that Nick can prepare, like in retrospect, do you feel like it would have been wise leading up to it to maybe like start putting in a small butt plug, <laughs> just like the week ahead, and just sort of grow it? Yeah, a see, little bit leading just, up? Jessica gets I, it, dude. I don't she think that would it. actually have had any bearing on on trying to get a basketball sized apparatus in some in in like a a key ring size hole. I hope that it at least made you respect the women in pornography that it, I'm sure that you've both consumed. It's funny. I no, I've never watched porn. I yeah, me neither. Uh, I've heard things. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, in Greg's day, you had to go get a VHS and like bring it. Yeah, there's a thing. whole. There's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. To go in the woods and find like an old magazine. <laughs> Order Girls Gone Wild on DVD. <laughs> Girls Gone Wild. What happened to those people? That guy was like, I made an industry. A lot of lawsuits. That's what happened to those people. You know, I'll tell you, I I was one of those people back when that shit came out that 
you know, it's like, get this for free, you know, like the Columbia record and tape club. So I ordered it. Right. So I get this one DVD and then I, I swear that I canceled it. I'm not a sucker. And I had those DVDs showing up to my office for like five That's years. So funny. Yeah. And can you let me know if I'm on any of them, if people have those, because there was an incident in college that I feel like probably out there and I only got 80 bucks. You got the high side. Anyway. Oh my God. Spiral. We covered a lot of stuff today, guys. We did really well. We covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 You're hilarious, Jessica. You are hilarious. You guys are hilarious. Thank you for having me. This was so mostly, much fun. Mostly just me, but yeah, thank you. I sure, if that's what, what helps you sleep at night, you can hold on to that. Yeah. By the way, Nick, that, 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 you don't end the podcast saying you were the only funny person on the podcast when we have a very well-established hysterical comedian on the other side of this podcast. I just I'm said no- she was hilarious. I literally just said that. And then and you then said, she- I'm the only funny <laughs> one on this podcast. It's, no, then she said you guys are funny too. I was like, yeah, I meant the only one out of you and I, idiot. Well, you her. Be more specific next time. Whatever. You fucked up the song in the beginning, so I don't, I don't want to talk to you. Guys are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right, isn't this the cutest thing you've ever seen? It's the best. Yeah. We should change the name to something ridiculous. Um, I like the name. I was in vagina monologues in college. That's a really? story for another time. It yes. doesn't. We'll do that. We'll do that next this. time. Uh, we'll do yeah. that next time. Anyway, but yeah. don't think of me. Don't let that be the last thing you remember about me, people. Listen. Oh no, it's good. We're, the last thing we're going to think about is the country western song. So okay. I've done this to myself. We're gonna we're gonna tell everybody to find this country western song and all your podcasts and all your hysterical bits and stuff on your website. Is your what is the website domain? Oh, I do have a website actually, jmscomedy.com. But uh, find me also on social media at jmscomedy all over the different places. I that, I'll post anything you want to see, or it's you know, link in bio, all that, all that shit. All right, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. Out. Thanks for doing this. Talk Absolutely. To you. Bye.